Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Okay, here we go. Welcome everybody to From Nothing to Profit. We are starting into our third season and this is the first interview. I am so excited to have Carissa Davis with me. Carissa's uh, Instagram is imagery by Carissa. You can find her there. We'll put that in the show notes. And she is in Wichita Falls, Texas. And I asked Carissa to come on because first of all, I love her imagery. When I first saw her work at a sync conference with her hot pink bubblegum photography, I was like, okay, I love this. And then I've been watching her, been friends over the years, watching her with her flamingo group. And we want to talk about her flamingos. Carissa, we're so excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love that you brought up the sync conference where we first met because I fell in love with you equally as much. So it's so sweet that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, You know, for me, I'm so attracted to bright colors. And yes. so when I saw your work, I was like, whoa, yes. someone who loves the same things. So <laughs> tell us uh, how you got started in photography. I know you had a I think you had a career first and then uh, segued into photography. Yeah. So I used to be in my former life in human resourcing, um, which I really do like human resourcing. I was a recruiter, so I did a whole lot of hiring and a whole lot of firing, and I really did not like the firing part. Um, so after I had my second child, I decided um, that was not the... A goal that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I decided I was going to go into teaching. So I went back to college and I was pursuing my teaching degree. And when you're a teacher in Texas, you also have to take um, an art class because you just have to sample kind of, um, I guess, all of the mediums or whatever before you get your teaching degree, at least for elementary teaching, which is what I wanted to do. Um, so I took an art class and I really liked it. And the teacher really encouraged me to um, pursue maybe being an art teacher. And I thought that was such a cool idea. So that was the path I was going to go down was being an art teacher. Um, well, when you move over to art uh, as an art major, you then have to take a class in every single medium um, of art there is. So one of the first ones I took was photography and I loved it, but the teacher was really interested in fine art photography, not the commercial side of stuff. So we really didn't see eye to eye. Um, and then I started having people wanting me to take their pictures and then they started paying me to take their pictures. And then I realized, Hey, I could do this as a job. So that's how I got where I'm at. That is so funny. So you, do you have, like you pursued an elementary teaching degree then at, at one point? I did. Yeah. So that's, that is what um, my, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what my major is, is, is art education. And then um, I have a major is photography and my minor is actually in jewelry making, which I don't do at all. <laughs> That's really funny. So I have an elementary education degree too. Oh my God. That's why we're kindred spirits. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, I do think that it makes, uh, for me, I learned so much about how people learn and how people communicate. So yeah. that's really helped me, you know, to give directions, to interact with my kids because, you know, high school seniors are still children, really. <laughs> right. Yes. I, I agree. And it's, um, 
it, it, it really kind of taught me how to give healthy feedback as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So you have a lot of things that you are really interested in, I've noticed, and you uh, you get excited about things, you're sharing them. And so what are some of the things that really motivate you in your photography, like the underlying motivations? Yeah. um, So I have about three kind of, um, I guess, things that that strike my fire in my business. And um, one of, well, I'll just go down the list and I'll talk about them a little bit more, but it's um, fostering animals. I have a heart for animals that don't have homes, um, special needs, um, individuals with special needs, and then also just motivating of girl power. Um, and, and there's reasons behind all of that. First, for the um, the animals. I just love animals. <laughs> like all the animals. If you gave me an alligator, I would probably snuggle it with it if it wouldn't bite me. Um, <laughs> I just love all of them. So um, it really kind of lights my fire whenever I see um, animals that don't have a home. I want to give them all homes and I know that I can't. So I started fostering animals for some of our local rescues and it really just kind of um, fed my soul to be able to snuggle with those animals and get them acclimated to a home and being their transition to a new place. Um, and it kind of also was a selfish reason because then I got to hang out with a dog or a cat for a while. <laughs> so and, there was did that. You, did, you, uh, did you incorporate that with your senior photography a little I bit? I do. Too? And it's so yeah. funny that you said that because I'm literally um, editing our images from this, this weekend. I just shot on Saturday our Valentine's shoot. And every year with our Valentine's shoot, we uh, work with the local rescue and we um, take pictures with the dogs that are available for um, adoption. And this year we actually incorporated cats into that. So I've got cats and dogs that were with my uh, model team and I'm editing those as we speak. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what's, what's next on what is important to you? Um, I think this is so neat because when you promote it, it just gives people like a connection to you. I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. And, and it, it, um, I don't know. I like to, I'm an advocate. I always say that I'm a servant and not a prophet. I don't like to um, get on my, you know, a step stool and preach anything. I actually want to be the servant that's on the ground doing the work. So mm -hmm. um, anyways, my second thing is um, special needs individuals. I actually have a daughter with special needs. And so that is one of the things that I really advocate for is for her to get equal education and just to make sure that they're getting to experience um, life the same way that other individuals would. Um, I am on um, the special, or I'm sorry, the Tim Tebow Night to Shine board. And um, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's an amazing, amazing night. It's a prom for our individuals with special needs. And it's just a big night to celebrate them. Um, I started like a dress drive for them. So uh, maybe our friends that don't have dresses now have a closet full of dresses that they can choose from and they actually get to keep. Um, it's just a really fun night of celebration just for them. That's neat. And I know your daughter, she's beautiful and she just graduated. Is that right? She did. Yeah. She graduated yeah. about a year ago. So I got to experience the whole senior thing with her too. Yeah. Yeah. And so will you continue your connection with that, even though she's kind of grown out of that? Definitely. Um, the night to shine, you actually get to attend that until for however old, until you don't want to go anymore. So oh, it's, not okay. a, um, it's not a high school only thing. It's, it's 
every year for however long you want. So that's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, then what was your last one? I know you had one more. Yeah, the last one is just um, I like to promote girl power. I am a mom of two girls. Um, my youngest is a very independent mind um, athlete that just – I mean, embodies girl, just girl power. But I feel like because the majority of my um, client base is girls that I really do try to build their confidence up throughout the year when I have them. I just want to make sure that they know that, um, you know, girls, there's, for whatever reason in our society, we have been taught to not like our our competition and, and pretty much girls are our competition. And mm. I want to break that. I think that's such crap and um, I don't know where it stems from, but it's awful. Uh, as girls, we need to be supporting each other and loving each other and building each other up, um, have each other's back instead of tearing each other down. And so with my model team, I really try to promote um, girl power and girl um, unity and love. And, um, that's something that I'm pretty, pretty passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of your model team, then, uh, I'm, I'm curious both, uh, you know, whenever I invite people on, one of the reasons I do is because I'm like, okay, I want to know a little bit more about this <laughs> because you have the flamingos, but then you also do like a younger teen program too. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my flamingos is my model rep team and I know everybody has their own little name, for their team and everybody kind of wonders where I get the flamingo. Um, but basically it just kind of stemmed off my branding. I have a, which I know you can kind of relate to. We have kind of a harder name to sometimes remember. So I needed to have a brand that represents, like you could see something and think of me kind of like McDonald's with their golden arches. You see the arches and you automatically think of McDonald's. Yes. So I wanted something like that. And I knew I loved hot pink. <laughs> so um, I was like, you know, what about a flamingo? Let's just adopt that as my mascot. So I did. And right about the same time as when I started my model team. So I first called them my dream team. Um, and they kind of took on the names of being the flamingos and I became the mama mingo. And that's what they turned into. So I have a flock, <laughs> which is my senior team. And um, that's, we have, I don't know, we, it's just a really special little society that we have, and it's awesome. I also do, like you, like you said, I do um, do the younger teams. I do the kids and teens as well, and I pretty much model that off of my senior team. It pretty much does the same thing. They're still clients of mine, um, and we do special shoots with all ages, and that merely stands for, um, because of selfish reasons as well. I, like I said, I love kids. I love hanging out with kids. I love shooting kids. That sounded awful. I love photographing. <laughs> so um, I wanted to continue to do that, even though seniors were my majority um, of my business. Well, and I find too, that my business has followed along with the ages my children are. So yes. you know, when I, yeah, when they were babies, I was photographing more babies. And then as they get older, and so you have a younger daughter too, is that right? I do. She'll be, she's yeah. an grade right now. And it really did stem off of her as well. I guess she would see how I was taking pictures of all these pretty girls. And she's like, why don't you do that for me? And I'm like, well, I guess I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming with your high school senior flamingos that they, you know, per have to purchase a per certain package or that type of thing. Is that what you do with your younger team as well? 
So um, with my younger team, they have to pay a rep fee just like my older team would. And that essentially covers um, their security into the rep team. So they're, they're, when they put money down, you are guaranteeing that they're going to put in as much effort as you are for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important that when they're investing in you, you can then feel secure in investing your time with them. So I think rep, like rep fees is really important. Um, yeah. And then they also do have to purchase a portrait package with me throughout the year. It's not as expensive as my senior pricing just because it's typically only one outfit in 30 minutes. Um, but it is something that I do during the weekday, like one when, when my children maybe is at soccer practice and I have a little bit of free time. I can run to the park right across the street, take a few pictures of um, one of my little team members for 30 minutes and then be done. So it's just kind of a little um, fun money. It's not necessarily anything that's going to be paying big bills, but it is just a little extra. Well, and then do they typically go on to become flamingos for your uh, high school team in the future? Absolutely. It is definitely investment both ways. I'm investing a relationship and time with them and they're investing their loyalty into me. They I Almost every year I have them come back to do um, a portrait session with me all the way up to their senior year. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, if you look at it long-term, there's a big value in a client like that then for sure. So how old do you start with your younger team? Um, my youngest has been four. Um, it, now, do I plan on being around when she is a senior? Probably not. <laughs> but um, it's still it's still committing a... Um, a relationship with them. They're still coming back yeah. to me year after year to get her pictures done. So it's, like I said, it's it's not necessarily um, profitable right now, but one day over time it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. So, so you're doing a lot of education or I don't know a lot, but you are doing education for photographers. So what types of things are you uh, sharing or teaching when you're doing that? Sure. Um, the majority of my clients who become um, my mentees, I suppose, usually come to me for my creative shoots. That's kind of been um, what I've been, I guess, known for now is is my creative shoots with my rep teams. I do like to do some pretty off the wall shoots um, just because it's my way of getting out my creative um, visions. I don't know. you. I feel like whenever you do seniors over and over again, you kind of get... Um, set in your ways and it becomes boring. You get burnt out. So my way of combating that is with creative shoots. Um, And a lot of people will come to me for advice on how to get started on those or what direction they need to be going. A lot of them also come to me for my rep teams. I have a really large rep team right now. I have about 40 girls on my team. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's usually what everybody says. They kind of freak out about that. (laughs) But um, I've kind of got a system in place that works for me. Um, I'm not shooting, but I only shoot maybe about five times a month. So I'm not shooting a lot. Um, So I know that 40 number sounds crazy, but it works for me. So they, I have a lot of people that come to me and want to figure out how they can do um, a team large like that as well without losing your sanity. And it is possible. Um, when I say like I take 40 girls, and I know that sounds like a lot, but also remind yourself, one of the hardest things that we have to do with a rep team is turn people away. Um, 
I wish I could shoot every single girl that wanted to shoot with me, but just time just doesn't allow that. Um, I have to keep my sanity. I have to be a mom. But taking a large number like 40 allows me not to say no as much. Um, and it's securing 40 seniors for the upcoming year. So I don't have to worry about marketing. I don't have to worry about um, trying to sell dates because I'm pretty much done once I get my rep team finished. Yeah. So I have a lot of clients that come to me for that. And then I have a lot of clients that come to um, come to me for editing and probably the same as you. We offer a bright, colorful, um, timeless style of editing which I think is important because um, you look at other images that were maybe trendy for their time, like the famous glamour shots, and now you kind of cringe at them. But um, whenever you're doing something timeless, it's going to stick around and it's going to be wanted to be showed off for a long time. Yeah, I really, I definitely agree with that. So going back to your creative shoots, can you share a little bit about your process, how you do that, or how, how those ideas come to you? Sure. Um, I, I wish I could tell you there was like a really easy way to have ideas come to you. There's not. You just have to be open-minded. Um, I can get inspired off the littlest of things. The um, One of the newest inspirations that I had that kind of threw people for a loop were um, some fuzzy shoes that a vintage store sent me. I have a partnership with um, this place in town called Fashion Garage, and they find some of the absolute coolest vintage pieces, and they sent me a picture, and they're like, you need to do something with this. And immediately, I had ideas on um, what colors I could use and stuff like that. So inspiration comes from anywhere. You just have to be open and willing to look for it. I like to watch music videos, which I know isn't a thing um, really anymore. I, it's so funny how it was so popular when I was a kid, and now they still make them, but people don't watch them as much. Um, but music yeah. videos for me is a huge inspiration because you can see um, how other individuals are using these ideas that are out of the box to gain attention that go along with the storyline. So I find a lot of inspiration there. And I find a lot of inspiration um, through, like, I mean, I know this sounds corny, but Pinterest, not that you need to copy people on Pinterest, but it's a great place to spark a fire. Take one of the ideas, make a twist and make it your own, which is really important. Um, Pinterest can also be a rabbit hole. You don't necessarily want to um, (laughs) mimic anybody by any means, but finding that little inspiration can be helpful as long as it's it's just a spark and not the whole fire that you're duplicating. Oh yeah. I, you know, my view on it is that as you're, as you're growing, you have to, you have to copy. Like that's the way you learn when you paint sure. and when you, sure. you, know, you no, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. And it, eventually then when you have the skills, then you're able to create something new on your own, which is, you know, obviously where you're at, where you're creating things. So what are some of your favorite uh, creative shoots that you've done? Oh gosh, I'd have to go back. I do so many creative shoots. Yeah. So this is another thing that people um, kind of gasp about when I tell them, but I do about 10 creative shoots a year, um, which sounds like a lot, but sometimes they're really extreme and sometimes they're just pretty basic, like your 4th of July shoot. You can do a 4th of July shoot with minimal effort. So um, not all of them are as extreme, but Golly, I'm going to have to flip through my phone and see which ones are some of my favorites. I'll, I'll tell you, one of my favorites was your one with all the, the plants. 
like the head pieces with the plants. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, I was actually following one of our floral designers in town one day. She was at a workshop on how to make um, wearable plant fashion. And I was like, girl, we can do something with this. So that was a fun collab. And I, I mean, you're working with another artist. So it was, I kind of trusted her on um, the pieces. And I just said, you know, let me know what colors you're using so I can find some backdrops that um, complement it. And it was fun because I was showcasing her art through my art. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a really fun one. And so um, to move on, I, and I love the creative ideas because, well, Oh, I know what I was going to say is your uh, even though you are doing 10 a year and that might seem like a lot to some people, mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing is 10 eye-catching posts on social media that are getting your girls to follow you. Exactly. (laughs) No, you're exactly right. And that's why I do it is, um, for one, I I need to break up the same old, same old thing that I'm doing. I need to, I want to be different. Um, And my girls want to join my team because they want to do the crazy extreme shoots that other people aren't doing. And it is, it's, it's, it's stopping people scroll. And that is like my number one goal is I want people to stop scrolling to see what we're doing over here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so crazy being in a small town. Uh, I mean, I say I'm in a small town. I'm really not. We're in about 100,000 people, but we're kind of in an island. Um, There's nothing around us for about two hours. So we all know each other's business. But it's so crazy going to the grocery store and the cashier will ask, you know, for my member number and my name pops up. And they're like, oh, my gosh, are you that flamingo lady? (laughs) That's me. And they're like, oh, I love that crazy shoot that you just did, you know, the other day. And so it's fun knowing, like, I am now known for the flamingos and the crazy shoots. <laughs> yeah, but it, it 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 works, right? You know, it does. Yeah, I mean, out there. yeah, marketing that's it's doing its own. I'm not having to do anything except for explore my imagination. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's why most of us get into this business is because we love the creative side of it. So. Right. So having a business where you uh, are getting to do that and it's, you're not having to do extra things to uh, keep the business going, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple other questions and uh, just uh, one of them is, you know, as we're talking about what you're doing, um, you know, you came into it from kind of, you know, people seeing what you're doing, you a lot of it is on your own, but I'm assuming you've had some advice, some teachers, that type of thing. So is there any like advice that you've gotten that you're, that really resonates with you that you keep in the back of your mind? Um, I think probably one of the very first pieces of advice that mm-hmm. I received from a lot of older people that have, not, I say older people, but people that have been in the industry longer than I had, Um, was stop comparing yourself to others. And that's something that I have to remind myself on the daily, even though I don't feel like I do that anymore. At the beginning, I definitely did. You know, um, I, I was going against everything that I wanted to be. I wasn't able to cheer on other people because I was um, upset that my images weren't doing as well, or I wasn't creating as much as they were, or as um, over the top as they were. So I, 
it was a constant comparison, or maybe they were booking more appointments than I was, even if they weren't in my area, it didn't matter. I, I was still taking it to heart. And I finally just had to disassociate myself. I disassociated myself from anybody in my town that was a photographer, which I don't necessarily like, but for my mental health at that time, I needed it. Um, and, And then I stopped comparing myself to what others were doing. And that way I was able to actually be happy for them and focus on my business versus what everybody else was doing. And I know that's hard, especially whenever, um, you know, social media is so prevalent in our, in our industry and you get to see everybody's successes. And when you're not having those successes yourself, you're, you kind of start beating yourself up. So I don't know. Comparison is probably the, the one thing I think we all struggle with. And it's, it's something that you definitely have to um, disassociate with. So you aren't tearing yourself down. Yeah, that's so good. So when you say you disassociated, are you saying you like stopped following people on social media so that you didn't see and compare? Um, yeah, for a little bit I did um, until I felt like I was in a good space with my business and when where I felt confident with what I was producing. I did kind of disassociate from that for a while. I, I stopped looking at other photographers and I started focusing on our market and locally. I started focusing on um, trying to gain local followers like um, our seniors or, you know, younger classmen that were potentially going to be, um, you know, hopefully on my team, I focused my energy onto that versus the outside world. Um, And once you start, I mean, Instagram smart, once they see what you're doing and you're more focused on your local stuff, they don't show you as many photographers other places. So that kind of helped. Once I got confident in my business and I realized I wanted to be a cheerleader for other people, then I started transitioning my energy to other places. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I honestly have done the same thing. And I'm not a big comparer, but I was finding that when I would see a local photographer do something, you know, sooner than I did or do something similar, I would, you know, my heart would start beating quickly and I'd go, oh, no, no. And so I thought I, I wanted to know what they were doing. And I was, you know, I liked them, but I thought this isn't helping me. So I had to, I, I did stop following some local photographers just because... No, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, well, same. And to be honest, I mean, I'm into this, what, six years now. Um, I still don't follow any photographers locally. I say that I, there are a handful that I do follow that have been um, good cheerleaders for me as well. And I want to reciprocate. But for the most part, I'm not really, um, I, I don't really follow their pages. I follow may, maybe them personally, but I won't follow their, or their, their photography pages just because um, of the same reasons I I just don't want those negative that negative energy to creep back in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that is a smart way of handling it for sure. It is. So- and you also kind of battle against the community, you know, like is it community? You know, you can't build a community if you're not friends with them or whatever. It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a battle, but you pick and you pick and choose your battles and that's mine. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I'm not saying not to be friends with people locally. Sure. But I can- you know, you know, you can also just mute someone so you don't see everything they're posting, that type of thing. Right. But and I, I guess that goes back to why I don't mind being friends with them on Facebook. I just don't want to follow their Instagram or their, their business page. Yeah, their business pages. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, Krista, thank you so much for being on. This has been really interesting. And 
encouraging. I, I think it is funny because we do have a lot of similarities of, you know, like I, I'll get ideas in my head of what I want to shoot. And then I, it takes, it might take me a year before I get it shot and it drives me crazy till I do it. <laughs> but um, I, I love hearing what you're doing because, uh, you know, it just makes me think, okay, I can do a little bit more of this. I can put a little bit more energy into this. And so tell us, uh, you know, like resources wise, you know, how do people follow you? You know, how do they connect with you? Be a mentor? How does that work? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Imagery by Carissa. Um, I have recently taken down my website in thoughts that I'm going to build a new one, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> so don't look for my website. Um, but yeah, definitely on Instagram or Facebook, I'm on both of those. Um, and then I also have a couple of things over on Senior Style Guide. I am doing a class on there. It's called the CEO class with about... Um, gosh, I want to say there's like 18 speakers. I don't know. It's amazing. It's a great buildup, but you can find some, um, some info on me about how to find your inspiration and, um, work it into your rep teams on that. And if you actually buy your ticket through me, I give you a couple of goodies extra. So, um, that's an incentive. I also have, um, some information on, uh, senior style guides website about creative shoots. So be sure to check that out as well. That's great. We'll put a link in the show notes for that too. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So Carissa, is there anything else that you would want to tell our listeners, any encouragement or anything like that? Um, my one piece of advice that I like to give everybody is don't forget the reason that you are in this business. You are an artist. You have a vision. You have something to say. Be sure that you're tuning into that and you're not afraid to express it. Sometimes your art may be a total miss and sometimes it may be a total hit. But just remember that you are an artist and to tap into that with every shoot. Wow. This is really good, Krista. I'm so excited to have had you on. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited much. you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you listeners to From Nothing to Profit. I'm so glad you were here with us today and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you. Today, we are going to have a new segment on the podcast and what I've found is that when I'm done listening to uh, or c conducting an interview with someone, I always have thoughts, you know, a kind of a response, ideas from it. And so that's what we're going to uh, start today. I don't know if I'll continue to do it or not, but I wanted to try it out and see how it worked. And today uh, I interviewed uh, Carissa Davis of Imagery by Carissa, and she had a lot of wonderful things uh, to share with us about her model program about her styled shoots, about her, uh, the things that motivate her and make her excited about her work. But one of the things that I was thinking is uh, when she mentioned that she did 10 styled shoots throughout the year. And she mentioned it in a way where she was kind of embarrassed, like, I know that's a lot, but I just like to do them and I think it's important. And it really jumped out to me because in the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz, if I'm saying it correctly, one of the things he talks about is your QBR. And so in that, he talks about the QBR being the queen bee role, the most important thing that you do in your business. And 
when uh, she was, when Carissa was talking about doing her styled shoots, that really jumped out to me as something not to be embarrassed about or something that she's like, oh, I do too many or something like that. But it's something that is actually key to the success of her business. She said that when she uh, signs up her high school senior models, that she's full for the year. She doesn't have to do any more promo, any more marketing. And that's very unique and very different. And I think the reason is, is because she focuses on her QBR, her queen B role, the most important thing in the business, and that's doing her styled shoots throughout the year. So even though though you could look at those and think those are extra, that is a lot of work and you're not getting anything from it, it's actually the way that she uh, attracts her clients and the way that she gets business. And so when you're looking at your business and you're thinking, you know, what should I be spending my time doing? This creative thing isn't really worth it. I I need to be doing, you know, doing marketing, uh, advertising on Facebook, making posts on Instagram. Maybe what you should be doing is looking at what's the most important thing that makes people want to connect with you and do business with you. What's the thing that they're paying attention to? What's the thing that only you can do? And then taking the time to do that, even if it's something that seems like it's extra or different. And so I encourage you to look at your business and try to figure out what is that thing. And for me, it also is doing shoots that are creative, uh, that are fun and different. The more often I'm shooting, and I don't even have to show the finished images. I just have to show the behind the scenes of doing the shoot. Whenever I show those behind the scenes, I get bookings. I get people contacting me and wanting to set up a a session. And so uh, check out that book. It's Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz and the QBR role. And that might be something that will help you to make your decisions this year on what you spend your time in. So thank you all for uh, listening to the From Nothing to Profit podcast. I will be doing more of these podcasts. wrap-ups after the uh, interview. I would love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast.